Hey, what's up? It's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and my good buddy, Kyle Kinane, we'd get together each week, ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, other mysteries of the universe. Uh, at least that was our initial intentions. Uh, but if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also had a Patreon page. We would offer up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully, someday soon, we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster. But until then, please enjoy this blast from the past from your old pals, Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. We started it. Oh, we're, Q and A. Sorry, everybody. Q, you're right in the so, fucking A. Sorry, we're late. We're late for a couple. By hey, a couple. Sorry, days. sorry, we got we got here late. Yeah, we've been on vacation all month. Yeah, sorry guys, just got yeah. off the beach. We just yeah. got off the beach. You were on one beach, I was on another beach. <laughs> yeah, well, man. Well, you, hey, you were in Oregon. I was in Hawaii. We could have been looking at each other the whole time. Could have been. You don't know. Facing the right mm-hmm. way, I think. Sitting there, yeah. Sitting yeah. there. Hey, buddy. Uh-huh. I waved. I didn't, you didn't wave back. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you hear, uh, not to open our bonus episode with some tragedy, but did you hear about the boat fire today? Boat fire? In Santa Cruz Island, which is kind of just north of Malibu, off the coast. Oh, one of uh, the Channel Islands over there? Yeah, it was like a boat fire. Uh, Five people got rescued, but like 30 are still unaccounted for. What kind of boat? Some sort of boat fire. I heard that. Just happened this morning. Really? Yeah. I heard Kevin Hart crashed his car the other night. I heard night. about that, too. Yeah. Over on the Mulholland. I got this. Uh, do you have the Citizen app? you know what that is? You know what? I was about to sign up for it. I, I'm on the next door one, and I complained about dog pee on my car tires. <laughs> uh, and I was going to sign up for Citizen, but it wanted too much from me. What do you mean? I, I, I don't like it. Because like, what does it take to sign up? There was something that put me off. I'm like, I'm not giving you that much information. I think I just gave them my zip code. They just want to know what neighborhood you're in. I thought it was like you have to have notifications turned on to continue. Oh, yeah. I hate notifications. Like, I'm sorry if I don't get back the emails, but everybody's like, every oh, send notifications. Get fucked. I you're agree not, with you. You're not bothering me. I don't have notifications on for anything. I agree with you, except for this app. This is the one app I do want notifications on because they send you notifications of shit that's going down in your neighborhood. I know, but but is it citizen reported so it could no, be no. any paranoia? Or no, is, no, it's not citizen. It's like it's, police scanner It's shit. police scanner shit. It's all police. And now citizens can comment and add videos and yeah. stuff, but the reports come from police scanners. They're like, hey, your neighbor's getting burglarized right now. So I want to know that or shit. Or we think because yeah. somebody got scared because mm-hmm. a Mexican guy was walking down the street. Yeah. Or there's a guy with a knife across the street. Like, I've gotten a bunch of shit that's in our neighborhood. We're like, oh, damn. I'm glad I know that. Well, I saw that where it's like somebody, it's third person. We go like, oh, there's a shooting at uh, Franklin and Gower. And I was like, no, somebody heard a sound. They mm-hmm. don't know. So somebody with a gun spotted. It's like, 
I, I routinely delete the app, the Nextdoor app from my phone. Yeah. So the Citizen one, it's like, because then I find myself falling into that state of paranoia. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And I could be wrong. I'm assuming. But I, I want to be safe first. Yeah. But I'm like. I thought they were coming from the 911 calls, but it, yeah, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. Because they're, they're like. There's always the helicopter. That was a joke I was making. I was like, LAPD dumps out its helicopter. Uh, like, whenever there's action, LAPD dumps out its helicopter faster than a divorced mom with new tits. <laughs> it, it's like anything that happens. I was... Uh, I was chopper. Yeah. Boom, chopper. They're always chopper. Always in my neighborhood. They it's probably they more in your neighborhood. cannot wait to get that yeah. thing in the sky. I was hanging out with Billy Wayne the other day. We were just talking about apps or something. And he goes, I want to start an app called What's That Helicopter Doing? <laughs> That's a good, that'd be a great app. Like, why is that helicopter there? What's happening? Well, it's either business people going from what I figure, the ones that are going for, over here are coming from downtown and going to, like, a private airport in Van Nuys. Uh-huh. Like, I think there's, like, private jet airport in Van Nuys. That's easier to get to than LAX because it's just private jets. Uh, so I think it's rich business people downtown. I don't even think it's Hollywood types. Yeah. I think it's tech billionaires going from down. So that's the one back and forth over here. Uh, but that helicopter one's always up there. Yeah. I can, ow. Always something going down. The fucking brown person sneezed. Put it in the sky. <laughs> We're scared. All right, should we get into it, man? Let's. This is uh, your monthly bonus Q and A. Do you load all the questions from the beginning? Yeah, I start okay. from the top. I'm going to do that then. Start it from the top. Now, mm. move it this way. Uh, start it with Ben. I always like to get the first guy that gets in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the guy. If a girl does it, uh, she goes to bottom of the no. First person to uh, email, I'd like to acknowledge it. Ben Ooh. was the first to respond. He says, if you could make up a conspiracy theory and have it be true, what would it be? If I could make one up. <clears throat> make up a conspiracy theory. Hmm, okay. And have it be true. Okay. I see what he's saying. So not what existing theories would you want to be true, but. Well, see, now you're uh, giving me homework. <laughs> Got to make up a conspiracy theory? I Well, huh. I don't, I don't know. What, what, if, what, if the, what if the aliens really are running the government? What if it's reptilians and they're just really bad at it? Like, what if, what if like, true actual citizens decide? What if that's the conspiracy? Like, an actual person decide to run for government? And then they're like, "Oh man, that's why it's all fucked up. They're all they really are reptiles, so, not not malicious. They're just like so. Trump's a reptile. I kind of got a liver lizard brain, and oh. I'm not good at this. Uh, <laughs> I could really use some help. That would explain Trump a little bit. I, I can't even go down. Like I, I don't even want to know what he does now. Yeah, that's like an estranged family member. I'm like, I don't what." Can you believe your cousin? I don't. I don't. I don't have a cousin. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I don't have a president right now. That's like a. That's like a son I'm ashamed of. He's such a cartoon. It's like, did you? There's something he. I saw some video the other day, and you know, all right, whatever. Talking about Trump, but somebody strung together a video, and it didn't look doctor. This looked like shit he said in press conferences. But it was uh, nobody knows more about technology than me. Nobody knows more about blank. Nobody knows more than like yeah. there was like forty things that he nobody knows more about blank than me. Like, He's, are you 
are you okay? Like, what is wrong with you? If if you met that guy, if that guy, if Trump was not a, a, a rich and in charge, quote unquote, in charge of America, but you met a loudmouth like that mm-hmm. at a bar mm-hmm. who just worked at the factory, you'd be like, get a load of this asshole. He's pretty funny. Yeah. Because it would, it would come with a sense of self-awareness. Yeah. No self-awareness. There, it's not... Nobody's paying the Patreon to hear us bitch about Trump, but I think I don't know conspiracy theories that I I, I would make up. I fuck man, I don't know. You get so caught up in. Okay, well, yeah, it's hard for me to make. I mean, I've already up. told mine in jokes and stuff like that, but one that exists that I I would I think it would be neat if we were living in a simulation. That, that's the one we got a deep dive on a regular episode about the simulation yeah. stuff because yeah. I don't know how that seems like like a philosopher's just bored and threw that one out like mm. uh, by the way it's all a uh, simulation well simulation of what like what's the then where's the real part mm-hmm. then is somebody else in a simulation programming our simulation <clears throat> does that mean that <clears throat> when somebody plays the sims that that's a real world to them that are inside of it yeah, it's such a it's so layered that I my brain can't even comprehend it. Uh, yeah, it's that's the problem when like conspiracy theories actually have so much intelligence to them. You're like, wow, that's got to be true because yeah. a smart guy told me. Hmm. But that's a good question. I think it would take. I can't answer it off the cuff. I would have to sit down and really think about uh, for me to make up a conspiracy. I don't, I don't know where I would even begin. I would think. I would think that human clones are real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's people talking about that, but I, I, I don't think I'm making it up. Yeah. But when can, I, I don't know, man. That 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 one really did stump me. Yeah. Way to go, Ben. Ben, that that's a good one. Maybe we'll come back to it if, after we read more questions. Get our get our brains going. Yeah. Ross Drummond, how do you guys come up with new material, and do you decide on specific things you want to talk about? I'm in a funk when it comes to writing new stuff. Feeling overwhelmed, especially after Edinburgh Fringe. Fuck yeah, Ross, I get you. About my comedy, overwhelmed about my comedy and what I could write about when I think I could talk about anything. Any advice? Greatly appreciated. You guys are the best. Oh, thanks, Ross. Ross, did you do Edinburgh French? Good job. I'm, as, I'm, uh, I'm assuming that's what he means by that. And, uh, dude, well, hence us taking a lot of summer off. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You can't. Get a recharge. Yeah, there's only so much you could force comedy through your own filter. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I make that funny? Can I make that funny? That's an exhausting way to live. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to get back into like, oh, why did I start doing comedy? Oh, because I was just reacting to stuff or processing it. Yeah, because I that I thought it was funny instead of like trying to find something funny. Just go live your life. Yeah, it's. I mean, and keep your antenna up. Yeah, yeah, keep the antenna up. I mean, I always do the same thing. I get scared. I'm like, oh, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I broke. I broke that part. Yeah. I, 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 like it's a. Like, there's only so many miles you could put on that particular gear set. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's done. You're not funny anymore because you made all the jokes. Yeah, I, I fear that. Yeah. But that's not the case. But I think you see, like, comedians that, like, I got to put something out. And that's why they put out, like, oh, now you had kids or now you talk about politics mm-hmm. or something. Because if you're trying to do a special every year, maybe you don't have enough life moments. I don't think anybody should do a special pull. every year. That just seems too much. But, like, Jim Gaffigan's going to talk about food forever. Yeah. And that's easy. There's food. We eat food. He's going to talk about food and having his kids. Yeah. And that's all people want from him. Yeah. He does it well, and that's all he needs. 
Bill Maher's on. I no, I, I don't give a shit about Bill Maher, but you know he'll do his fish in a barrel political jokes, mm-hmm. and people just want that. I don't think it's not. I think people. The same version of whatever Trumpster is like, he's really making America great, are the ones going, Bill Maher's got a good point. Like, on that, on the same side, like, yeah. you just need so- softball shit. So yeah. you could have, he's got his show. Yeah. But good comedy, it's because you believe in it. You, you know you didn't just make up a bit because you got to fill time. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm excited about this joke. Yeah, yeah. I took all summer off, Ross, and I finally, I got like 20 minutes now that I'm excited to do it. Really? Again. Yeah, because I was frying out by May. I was mm-hmm. frying out on all my bits. And I just to let let I gave my brain a break. I gave that muscle a break, or any other kind of metaphor you want to put towards. <laughs> Especially after Edinburgh, man, that's fucking psycho. Ooh. Our show every night. You did that, right? Yeah, I hated it. Mm. Yeah, dude, that's all. Of August take September off. It's okay, Ross. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's okay. <laughs> all right. Do you do you, do you have to do anything to for like? I know improv games and stuff help people. Loosen their mind up, so it's like you know it's what easier to come up with. Like you're, you, you walk down the street. Like I can make a joke about that palm tree. I can make a joke about red cars. I can do all this. Might not be great jokes, but you're. Nah, I've never really tried that. Doing reps, you know. What helps me get the gears turning as far as writing out new ideas and new premises? It's just hanging around funny people. Yeah. When I'm hanging around funny people, you know, just recreationally. Then mm-hmm. a lot of times those gears start turning, and I hate to, and I always feel bad. But I'm like, um, hold on, man, I got to write this down. You know, if I don't, I'll oh, lose I, it. That, I always have a moment like, oh, yeah, we're like, uh, I got, it. yeah, I don't want to be, you know, it's not like I'm, I didn't invite y'all over to 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 get premises, but like that is funny. Like I, I use my the notes app on my phone now. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm writing a text. But that's so important. I think uh, any comedian or any creative person. You need to hang out with like-minded people. Dude, write down premises, yeah. And and write down premises. Mm-hmm. Like-minded people and then like, oh, I, I don't know why this is funny, but I'll write it down. Because mm-hmm. some of my best tags or even premises have come just like that. Just me hanging out, having yeah. beers with some dudes, and then like, oh, shit. I'm How do you gonna, split write the that credit? Do you ever like... Oh, well, that's always the thing. You know, I mean, I've had that dozens of times where it's like, wait, is... I've heard, well, I've heard people like, hey, man, can I actually use that yeah, part? Yeah. But, I mean, know the etiquette of being a comedian. Like, Not like everybody's come up on one long subject. you got one funny tag. Like, yeah. I'm going to use this whole thing. Like, nah, man. I think it's whoever it. came up with the premise, the idea. Yeah. People start tagging it. Thank you, but I started this conversation. Yeah. But here's know? a funny bit. All yeah. right. Yeah. But, if yeah, be with a tight group to be able to hey, can, hey, do you mind if, I, mind if I use this one? Yeah. But, no, that does help, man, because... I found myself in, you know, moments, you know, there'll be weeks or months where, I don't know, like, for example, when I was in Atlanta, I was hanging out with comics every night, mm-hmm. and it was the same crew. You know, it was the same three or four dudes. Yeah. We were together almost every night, so just every time we, I'd be in their proximity, just the, the funny gears would start turning. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, out here, you know, I might go a week without even doing a show or something, and it's like, you know, oh, I haven't really hung out with funny people for a week, you know? And see, that's funny because like I go the other way where it's like when I'm really by myself for a long time, I start getting more silly. Really? Because instead of like worrying about shit, I'm like, oh, get get dumb, buddy. Yeah. Sit there and enjoy your own company for yeah. a while instead of like that's important. Too. I mean, both things work, 
but for me, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's like, I'll start making myself laugh, or or the the excitement of not knowing if something's funny because mm-hmm. I just came up with it by myself yeah. and trying it then at a show, mm-hmm. like that's what's still fun. Yeah, like, oh, nobody laughed at this before, so I don't know what's going to happen when yeah. I say this. As far as a uh, actual nuts and bolts approach, I've been trying this. I don't know if you ever use it. I'll I'll get high as shit and just use my voice recorder app because Man. at least then I know. Sometimes if I'm trying to write what I was thinking, like the nuance gets lost, whereas opposed to just me being high or drunk, just slurring into my phone, at least I know the the nuance of the point that I, I I've tried that, but then I listen to myself. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, it's but horrible. The other it's night, horrible to listen back. The other night. <laughs> Uh, this this is a bit that's actually kind of working now, but just I want to be a telescope guy, but I don't have the room for it. So I'm a binocular guy, which is like the same effort, but gets different responses from neighbors. <laughs> but then I was like, I was outside, but these are in my notes app right now. I wrote, it sucks when music becomes a chore. And I think it was just like, I don't want to have to learn new stuff. Yeah. I think because I heard Lizzo for the first time in a lift. And everybody's like, she's like the biggest sensation lately. I've heard the name, but I still haven't heard I never heard one of the songs. And I heard it. I was like, this song's great. I'm like, that's Lizzo. I'm like, I didn't know I had to go and Indiana Jones excavate shit to find Lizzo. I thought yeah. I would just hear it. And then I, I just wrote, I forgot I was home. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, man. Uh Always write down your premises, uh, even because I'm like I'll never remember. And then write them down detailed, because uh-huh. you'll never. Yeah, re- yeah. you got to write those details down. Boy, we can go on this one. This is a whole comedy <laughs> advice podcast now for a while. Oh man, I'm I'm trying to pull up. You got uh, something fun in there? Oh man, I got so high the other night. I was just. That's the thing. I like I said about the voice thing. It's a great idea in theory but then you listen back and you're like what the fuck was i talking about well somebody, somebody's saying this about like uh, like the old beat writers and everything it's like yeah oh man they were all drunk it's like yeah you wrote drunk but you edited sober yeah that's true so that's true this is uh, this is your voice app what this is. Play, play it towards the mic oh wait no that was okay here it's we got, go be sex sounds you got sex sounds yeah. on your phone What? No, I can't let you hear what that. That's kind cool. of fucking Whew. hillbilly did you turn into? I was doing an act out. <laughs> you were doing an act out yeah. the, on the phone uh-huh. for yourself? Yeah. yeah. So I know I know where the act out is. Dave's one-man show performed for Dave. <laughs> oh, boy. Dave Stone for Dave Stone by Dave Stone. Yeah, no, nobody needs to hear that. Let me just go ahead and put that back in my pocket. <laughs> oh, man. So dumb. Uh Oh, uh, Dan Crawley, which is a better tropical drink vessel, a pineapple or a coconut? Man, Dan, why are you trying to I love divide a, a nation? I love a pineapple. Remember at that thing that when we were in Hawaii for that thing and we were like trying to sneak booze at that luau we were at. They were mm-hmm. filming, so I just kept pouring beer into my pineapple. <laughs> and I was drinking out of this pineapple for so long, it burnt my mouth. <laughs> All the citrus burnt my oh, mouth. Oh, wow. And I think the beer was eating it away. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, that was fun. I th- well, I think coconut's more uh, resilient. Yeah. Also, I'm going to say depends on the drink. Mm-hmm. But... I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna tell you hard choice right now. 
I tried to blend a coconut one time, and I didn't understand that the outer husk, you shouldn't do that part. Oh, in a blender? Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. I almost killed myself trying to drink it. I was choked. <laughs> it's like, this This shouldn't be this hard. There's like a lot of sticks in here. Uh, oh, what else we got? Lee Singleton. What's up, Lee? I met Lee in, uh, where was that, Lee? Uh, Pensacola. Uh, thoughts on the chicken sandwich hype, whether it's just a product of viral marketing. I'm assuming you're talking about uh, the Popeyes, Popeyes versus uh, Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah, if, if patrons, if you've seen Dave's Kitchen, uh, you know uh, that I'm a fan. That Popeyes chicken sandwich is legit. Really? Legit. Is, it's hot chicken? What are they doing? Uh, you can get just like the regular chicken on the bone. You can get it classic or spicy. And the spicy isn't super spicy, but it's got a little kick. I always get mm. the spicy. But it's not like hot chicken. It's not like doesn't have a red sauce coated on it or anything. Yeah. But um, if you like the chicken itself, which I love it's Popeye's just a spicy chicken. chicken sandwich. Like Big, a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich kind of thing? Like A lot better than Wendy's, though. Better, but like not like a sauce. Yeah, it's, no sauce. It's yeah. in the batter, yep. spicy batter. Yep, just a big fried batter chicken breast. Uh, they put a little mayo or something on the bottom. I don't know if it's mayo or aioli or something. Got the homemade-style pickles. I know they're not homemade at, at Popeye's, but, but you know I what know I mean? Talking, like like the, the more white color, not the dark dill pickles. Yeah, yeah, not soaked through. Like the fresh. Crispy. Yeah, crispy, yeah, fresh, uh, and like a, bri- a soft, pillowy brioche bun. So you got the nice bun, you got the big, juicy chicken breast, yeah. little mayo, fresh pickles, boom. No so, lettuce, no nothing else. Just a picture of two dudes who like bought out all of them at the place. Because like now we're gonna sell them for ten bucks each, and everybody's like, "Go fuck yourself!" And they were just stuck with like four hundred dollars of chicken sandwiches going bad. Oh. <laughs> you know, a restaurant in Long Beach got busted for that like a year ago. Uh, some I forgot the name of it. Some little mom and pop cafe down in Long Beach uh, on their oh, menu I, was fried chicken. I think I did, and it was Popeyes this. fried chicken. They would just in the morning go get a bunch of Popeyes <laughs> and resell it. What? Free market, baby. Yeah. I, don't, I, I say free market. I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> it's just something you say. Well, yeah, if you're just upselling something that you have, Popeyes is your distributor. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, um, you know, whether or not it was, you know, I don't know about the, I mean, obviously it was viral marketing. It became viral. I don't know if that was their intention. Whatever. Regardless, that chicken sandwich is the bee's knees. So All right. uh, not just hype, man. It's, it's good <clears throat> shit. If I get back on that meat. Mm, I'll get so. over there. All right, what do we got? Mm-mm-mm. Here's a good comedy question. Uh, Jacob Rivas asks, uh, from a comedy perspective, who had the most impact on both of your styles of stand-up? Mm. That's like a trite question to ask a comedian. I mean, I'm sorry, a musician. But, uh, I, you know, I don't mind answering that as a comedian. Like, who are your influences? You know? Did you have anybody that... Well, I mean, we probably talked like it was like Hedberg and everything, but like Dwayne Kennedy was the dude in Chicago that was just like, I would watch this dude, the whole thing, he would just tell a bit that was hilarious, and then just his presence on stage to get people able to like just sit there like, well, I will respectfully wait for what he's going to say next. Yeah. Like just could command a room with silence as much as he could with jokes. Huh. I mean, he was, was, he's still great, but it like... Like, wise-looking black dude with uh-huh. dreads, holding a glass of wine. He always This is a, this is a thing I got directly from him, and it's unintentional, and I don't know why, but 
it was always he would like talk and then he'd like pick up his drink and right before he would drink he would just have more stuff to say mm-hmm. and I realized that's what I've been doing now. I was like, yeah, I'll drink a beer now. I'm like, oh wait, no, here's the rest of that joke. Yeah, and it's the, that's a direct influence from Dwayne Kennedy. Huh. Yeah. So, but yeah, that guy just uh, yeah, man, watching the guy master like because he'd been at it forever when I started. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I've talked about him on the podcast before, but yeah. I'd say probably for the most part that, and I realized. Me and my sister, when we were growing up, like I'd watch stand up on cable, like HBO. It was, uh-huh. it was always not like oh, I don't see color. Like it was like always black comics mm-hmm. that I realized it was like Tommy Davidson yeah. and Sinbad, Bernie Mac, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I, I didn't even get to Bernie Mac at that point. Dude. But Tommy Davidson's just talking about like when Mexican kids. I'm sure it's problematic, but Mexican <laughs> kids trick or treating. At the house, I, I I gotta find the bit, <laughs> but just them trying to get the good candy. Like, come on, man, we know you got the good candy. <laughs> we know you have the three musketeers, the trace musketitos. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the trace musketitos. That's funny. And I was like, I don't know. And just him talking about like if Freddy Krueger was trying to like kill black people, he I remember win. that bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Sup, Fred? What's up with you? Not today, dog. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know. Like when you're young, you don't know why you're like. I'm like, no, this is the best. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, for me, it was um, probably uh, when I first started. Like, not that my style is similar to him, or at least I don't think it is. But uh, Patton Oswalt was like mm. the, the first guy. Like I'd always known stand up. I'd always loved stand up, but. For years, stand-up to me was Jerry Seinfeld and George Carlin and yeah. what I saw. But when I first saw uh, Patton Oswalt and David Cross, I was like, oh, so they're doing like the classic style of – they're doing stand-up, yeah. but they're talking about like more interesting, obscure shit. Yeah, it doesn't you know? have to be politics. Mm-hmm. Or my wife kid, or my yeah, kids. Yeah, wife, kids. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That was, like, it was like – Hedberg wasn't talking about his interests. He was talking about silly shit in the mm-hmm. name of comedy. But, yeah. Like dudes like Pat and everything, like, oh, you're talking about your interests, but you're making it. You're not worried about making everybody understand it. Yes. But the people that do understand it are like finally guys. Yeah. Doing something I can I can get. Yeah. I guess making yeah. fun of music or something yeah. like that. A little know. more niche. You know, that was yeah. my my first exposure to like niche comedy. Not that you know, I don't know if Pat niche, but like like you said, he's he's not covering the same five broad topics that mm-hmm. most guys did at least back in the day. Good stuff. Where are we at here? We got a lot. Uh, Tim Perham says, hey, Dave and Kyle, have you guys got a favorite joke or bit that the other one does? I think <laughs> I think glop in a bucket. <laughs> glop in a bucket. Oh, thanks, man. Still kills me, man. <laughs> That's so gross. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm. Uh, there's too many for me. I'm not just saying that. Oh, get out of here. Seriously, there's too many. I... Uh, I'm a fan. I've told you that. I'm a, you're one of my favorites. Get the fuck out. I do find it funny that occasionally on here, I don't know if you've noticed, but every now and then you'll like reference one of your bits, and you'll 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 mess something up just a little bit, and I'll like correct you. It's just funny to correct somebody on their own. But actually, it goes like blah 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 blah. Well, it's not that I haven't listened to your album fifty there's times. No, there's no way you could. That's <laughs> for everybody to use and make their own. <laughs> um, but no, let me let me answer that question. Let me what's just off the top of my head. Um, I mean, the shit in a bar. I mean, just that whole story. 
you know, taking a cheat, man. And just the, your nuance, your 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 use of nuance, and just and then like when he's, he's like, yeah, you taking it, and I came back with, yeah, just some of the subtlety and nuance man, just kills me. So I'm saying, if you can't write a joke, you can at least act it all out mm-hmm. and put all the bells and whistles on it you can to cover up for the fact that it's not really a joke that you wrote. Yeah, it's a story that you could sell. <laughs> well. I still think the idea of glopping in a bucket. For, let, I don't even think that's on any of my albums. bucks, you can watch me glop in this here bucket. Yeah. It's about Dave being a male prostitute. Yeah. Uh, what was it? The fact uh, that somebody would be into your butt. Being a bear. Yeah. Being a... And I go through my menu of what I'll do. Yeah. And uh, I think it goes uh, 35, I'll poke you in the mouth. <laughs> for 50, I'll give you a tug and plug. <laughs> or for 65, you can watch me glop in this bucket. <laughs> Pokey in the mouth. I just it's sixty five. I thought was a fun. Did you have? Did you say something like I'll suck the fuck out of? Your yeah, dick. I'll suck the fuck out of your dick. I just think that's funny. <laughs> it I'll is because it's fuck like out of your dick doing something the fuck out of something, yeah. but it's also a quite literal uh, occurrence for yeah. a blowjob as you're sucking the fuck yeah. out of someone. Which one of you boys got the biggest butthole? <laughs> Uh, I just something about an aggressive my balls, masculine. My balls are too filled with fuck right now. I'm super horny. I don't know why the aggressive masculine gay prostitute always cracked me up. Like, yeah, I'll fuck you. Just get into the business. Come on over here, boy. Like, not feminine at all, but still, no, just, I'm gay as fuck. And deal with it. Just get into the business. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Rick Belcher. I just heard Billy Wayne on Behind the Bastards. I saw that he was on there. I haven't listened to that one yet. Will you guys ever do something like that? I think everybody would love it. Behind the Bastards is a podcast with the guy Robert Evans who did the It Could Happen Here podcast that I was telling you about, about what happens if there's a civil war oh. here. And a little bit, it does seem a bit alarmist, but it gives it a reason to listen to the podcast. But he hosts this thing, Behind the Bastards, and talks about infamous uh, jagoffs from history. Oh, really? And Billy Wayne's been on it a few times. Okay. I'll have to I have check not that listened out. to it yet. Uh, I, w- I think I would like to do it. I like that. I like the the that Robert Evans fellow. What I've heard out of him, and uh, yeah, okay. I guess I don't know. Will you guys ever do something like that? Sure, sure. If invited, yeah. I won't pressure it. Dave, what do you got? Give me one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, don't get too excited about this. Jeremy Proctor asks, what's the most inappropriate fart you've ever had? Man. Assuming, of course, there is such a thing. Man, I could talk about this now because she, she's, uh, she, she's not a patron. Uh, Katie farted the other day in, in, in bed while we were sleeping so loud it woke me up and I thought someone was breaking in the house. Because it was, it was a fart that went over a speed bump. You know, it was like, it wasn't just a smooth, it was a, like, it was, I literally thought, I'm not, it's not just for the joke, I thought someone was breaking in the house. And it woke her up, too. We both woke up. Cats are yowling, dog shit, the bed. She farted, sounded like a goddamn elephant. I was like, what, are you all right? Well, she just eats raw fruits and vegetables. That's a dangerous... And then you know she's not a she's not a frequent farter, but every now and then. But I I was just like God, it was impressive. Like <sighs> it was like that's how I do mean, you do that? Human body's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. 
inappropriate fart. I mean, geez. I mean, I told a story about farting on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I mean, that was pretty bad. I don't know, man. I kind of... That's the problem with, like, when you do are off by yourself too much and you're just too loose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I realize, like, all the just the picking my nose and farting mm-hmm. and everything and then being around people. Like, oh, yes, put your hands down. Yeah. Like, this isn't how you can behave. I don't know, man. I just... I mean, I just... I get it out when I can get it out. I don't try to be, like... Not trying to be party farter or anything, but I'm pretty loose with them. Did I tell you the story about when I was in second grade? I shit my pants, and uh, in the back of the room, we had, the teacher had built this little Lincoln log cabin. Not a Lincoln log cabin. It was a it was a log cabin made out of cardboard, but it was the size of like a tool shed, and it was like the reading cabin. You yeah. know, you get some good good credits, you can go read in a cabin. And there's like four or five of us in there. And uh, we had a foreign exchange student from Ecuador. I don't know why I remember that. It's the first time I ever heard mm-hmm. of Ecuador. Little little brown kid, didn't speak English. So it was me and him and these two girls. And I, for something happened, and I shit my little Subarus. And mm-hmm. one of the girls started, like, making a face. Like, ooh, gross. And I just went, like, pointed I pointed at the Ecuadorian kid. Like, they did, yeah. They, they deported him. It's a culture that. thing, I guess. They just smell like shit. I don't know. They kicked him out and, of the country uh, for that. Walked around. This happened in the morning, and I walked around all day with shit in my pants. Because I, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't go to the bathroom and take mm-hmm. care of it. So there's a great story if anybody's <laughs> wanting to know about that. <laughs> and I, I remember vividly, it was the same day that my Atlanta Braves Clubhouse magazine came in the mail. I remember. <laughs> and where you could buy like jackets and bats and stuff. And I remember getting off the bus thinking like, oh man, I got to go take care of this. But first I got to check the mail. And sure enough, the Atlanta Braves clubhouse magazine had come that day. And it was just this weird juxtaposition of like, oh, I'm so excited. I got this mag. Oh, but I still got this shit in my pants. I got to, uh, all right. I gotta- it's like I got my DUI and walked home from spending the night in jail. It was the mm-hmm. day the my new BMX bike showed up in the mail. Oh, Wow. That's kind Where of I was ironic. like, I'm celebrating. I want to be a Mex bike so I can go junk curbs and be a kid again. Yeah. And I was like, how about you use it because you can't drive your yeah. car? <laughs> um, Bill Bowen. Has anyone, when washing your face, jammed your pinky up your nose? I do this more than I care to admit. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't do that, but uh, one that'll get me is I'll brush my teeth vigorously, mm-hmm. and if I pull a toothbrush out far, and then you just stab your gums with the end of the toothbrush. Okay. You're yeah. like you're brushing on the side, and uh-huh. then it just comes out like frank. Yeah, that's yeah. a motherfucker. I've done that. Yeah. I haven't done. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never washed my face like that furiously. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 slipped a digit in there. You know. I mean, I I can't I can't mock you for it. Mm-hmm. As I've said, you know, if you still bite your tongue in this day and age, dude, I bit my tongue last night in my sleep. You know, I do that all the time. I wake up with like a fucking hole in my cheek yeah. because if I'm out and leaning on it, and my teeth are just—I don't know what happens. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this new thing where when I sleep, I'll sleep on my side, and I do this thing now. It's just in the last year, I have multiple pillows, but I'll take one pillow. And fold it over. So I just use one pillow and I'll mm. like lengthwise fold it over. And uh, anyway, so I'll be sleeping and I sleep too hard and like the corner of the pillow all night is just poking me in the eye. And then I'll wake up in the morning and I can't use this eye for like an hour. It's like I've been punched well, in the that eye. That doesn't. That's. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? How can you sleep if something's in your eye? I don't know. But like, I'll be sleeping and just the pillow will be a little too hard on my eye. And then I'll wake up and then my eye's fucked. Did I, t- I did a sleep study finally for the snoring. No. <clears throat> had to go to Good Samaritan Hospital okay. downtown. Yeah. And lay there. I saw that picture. Yeah. And I had this English guy that was just so, he was just fun to listen to. And he had more like stories. Like even though he was there to do all the things, like. You know, just going out. I can't. I'm not gonna do the act. Sounds more Irish than I. I thought he was right. Irish from Liverpool. He's like, oh god, come in here. Oh, I gotta sleep, right? Oh, oh, I'm not gonna wear that fucking mask because he got the the. Yeah, it is Irish, but uh-huh. the sleep apnea. He's like, no, I'm not gonna wear that fucking mask. Okay, bun. I don't have to wear the fucking mask. See him six months later. Wheeled in here, stroked out. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Now you want the fucking mask? Come on. Yeah, you but, can die from that. Yeah, sleep apnea. So I, was, I don't have sleep apnea. So I was hoping I oh you don't I was hoping I have it I'm like give me his mask you just because, snore because then yeah everybody that gets the mask is like the sleep's been amazing I can't believe this is what I've been missing out. I'm like I want this amazing sleep hook me up with a sleep apnea mask and the guy's like you sleep he's like I so they I got like wires that's the thing like oh, I'm supposed to sleep normally but I got wires and shit attached to my like yeah. and attached to my legs to see if like you get the restless leg if you're moving around they're on my head they're on my chest and my back and I'm laying there. And I told the guy, I'm like, I'm taking a melatonin. Like, I'm like, can I take something to fall asleep or that effect? He's like, I don't care what you do to fall asleep as long as you're asleep. I'm like, I got weed and I got this. He's like, do it. Huh. Long- then he was funny too. I was like, he's like, the weed doesn't make you paranoid. He's like, you know, they took Bobby Kennedy to this hospital after he got shot, died in this room. I'm like, what? He's like, no, no, no. I'm just fucking around with you. But like, he was like, it was a real good time. Yeah. But he's like, wow. it was in this hospital. Yeah. Because he was shot at, the, I think it was the Ambassador, the Ambassador Hotel. Hotel. Like, uh, mid right? Wilshire. Yeah. And this is on, like, Wilshire, closer to downtown. So yeah. that's where they took him. And he's like, he's like, I've been into that part of the hospital. Mm. And it's kind of just abandoned with old medical equipment. Wow. I was hanging out with this dude. He was fun. <laughs> I was kicking it with him. And then the weed started kicking it. I'm like, this guy's the best, man. I wanted to hang out and talk with him. I'm like, oh, I got to go to bed now. <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, yeah, the snoring things. I bought a mouth guard off Amazon. I'll see if that helps. I don't know where that. I don't know how I got that into. That's, it. I'm sorry, right, man. Here. Just see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. Just, just make it your own. Have fun with it. You know? Trixie Emerson says, "Do you think conservatives see trans people as cryptids that only appear near public restrooms?" <laughs> <laughs> Question Whoa. inspired by being bitched out by a local store owner has completely lost all my business. Um, well, that yeah, the second part that's a drag. Uh, I mean, conservatives see a lot of things as cryptids. They, they you know, so why not trans <laughs> Now they're like pervert ghosts that just want our little kids. I think it's. I think it's. Um, I don't know. Guessing that if you're saying this, Trixie, I don't know if you are not trans, but if uh, conservatives, I am trying to. Come to like I can't imagine anybody still being an actual Trump supporter without being full blown like yeah I'm a racist and I'm like like just like that's why that's our guy otherwise anybody with a sense of wherewithal who's like I don't like him talking the way he does but I am Republican and the mm-hmm. policies align with my views mm-hmm. I can't see anybody being behind him in particular but as I've said with Cobber before with trans I'm I, I, I don't particularly understand it myself, but it's not. I don't have to understand something to accept it. That's why I find it funny that people use religion to eliminate things. Like, cool, explain how God got here first and made everything. 
Where did God come from? Mm-hmm. God made Adam and Eve. No, no. Where did God come from? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, you have to have faith. Oh, you mean you have to accept something without understanding it? Faith? That's how I like. Yeah, fucking cool, man. Yeah, you're not hurting anybody. Do what you got to do to be a happy individual. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trans folks, you see a Chappelle special. Everybody's talking about that. Uh, I started watching it. I didn't get to that part. What's this whole thing? He just thinks they, they shouldn't compare their struggle to black people? No, I don't even think he said that. I, I was in and out. Uh, well, he did this whole thing, which, by the way, Owen Benjamin's claiming he stole his bit about the, the letters LGB. Nobody's stealing anything the, from Owen Benjamin. The L's are this, and the Q's are this, and the G's are this, and whatever. But uh, I don't know. Just uh, Here's my whole thing about all of it like i i i'm pro trans i'm pro gay i'm pro all that everybody lighten the fuck up and like here's my point we're all susceptible to 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 roasting you know we're all yeah. like we should all just okay haha you made a joke about me you made a joke about you you made it everybody just i don't know and i get that it's sensitive stuff but like at the end of the day, I think everybody takes themselves too seriously. And unless it's like malicious hate speech, there's a difference from like, I don't like these people and other people should do harm to them. But short of that, fucking take a goddamn joke. But that's joke. a slippery slope where it's like somebody's joke might just be that, a joke. But does that joke facilitate discrimination I towards that, that group yeah. in someone else's mind? I get it. But just... And I know that makes me sound Man, I love making fun of Mexican people. I can make fun of Mexican people. I like Mexican people. And somebody else is like, yeah, man, fuck Mexican people. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. no, that's not what I said. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I get that part. But I just mean, if yeah. Dave Chappelle makes a joke about somebody, just know that it's probably coming from a place of comedy first. Well, well I, heard he was maybe not I, I heard he was leaning pretty hard into stuff, but I haven't seen it. So, I don't know. But... Maybe if you are a trans person, you should scare conservatives and make them think you are a cryptid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if they're already not going to accept you anyway, scare the shit out of them. That is funny to well, think about. Like, well, yeah, well, the other day, Boston had a straight pride parade, oh, God. which it's like, I'm already sick of the jokes. I'm yeah. going to hear about it. Yeah. But I just, I think it's hilarious. I, and I, I know the people's argument, like, well, why not? If you're all about equality... I don't. I don't want to be a part of that world. That that constant internet fucking argue. Well, if this, then that. But if you could have this, then we could have this. True equality means celebrating the white race as much as other races. I'm like uh, white people yeah, and uh, straight people uh, don't have a history of being persecuted. And but then that's where somebody that says, "Well, you tell me white privilege. My daddy was a coal miner and we grew up dirt poor." And blah blah blah. I'm I'm out. I'm out. I don't even want to play the sport anymore. No one's getting beaten to death because they're straight. You know? Mm-hmm. No one's getting... I don't know. But that's... The, I'm like, I don't even want to hear the argument, counterpoint, counter, counterpoint, counter, mm-hmm. counter, counter, yeah. counterpoint. Like, I'm so out It is there. ridiculous, that one. And also, Jake, I love the... Straight idea. pride. Well, just the fact that it's like it was the bathroom thing. Like, oh, where people pee and poo. Mm-hmm. That's what my friend was talking about. He was like, you don't have daughters, man. You know what it's like? I'm like, you have a son... Uh, if someone's a pedophile, they haven't been waiting for a law to change to yeah. become a pedophile. Yeah. They've just been a pedophile, and they're out there already. Yeah. Somebody being trained, I'm like, I, I mean, I have questions about there was some story about someone being uh, a trans woman and then going to like a salon to get their 
uh, genitals waxed, which were still testicles, and them being like, well, we don't want to wax your balls, but they identify as a woman, and so then there's that. So again, now there's questions. Yeah. Now there's questions about what you... And that's everybody's hack joke. Well, I identify as an old black lady. I identify as a fire truck. Yeah. That's everybody's hack fucking joke about trans now. <laughs> that is, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I see both sides of that, you know. Say, so, hey, we don't wax balls in general, regardless of who they're attached to. Yeah, but I, then and then that's where it's someone going, well, you're being discriminatory, which in the same note, it's not. If it's a private business, they can refuse service to anybody. Mm-hmm. Just like when somebody's like, I'm being censored by Twitter. Twitter's a private business. They can, sh- they can take your account away if they want to. And please use mm-hmm. some discretion and understanding that uh, g- person whose balls didn't get waxed, that's not the same as McDonald's not wanting to serve you a sandwich. This is a business not, not wanting to wax balls. But this is like, the, this is the please understand argument that. where I, I will look at I will listen to arguments from both sides mm-hmm. because I don't have I'm not going to come into this with a right or wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's the we we are entering like <clears throat> and I've never so, had the experience. Society it. and humankind hopefully We'll have the chance to grow and change more and adapt to things and find out, you know. I mean, we're within 100 years of just basic civil rights Mm -hmm. in America. Yeah. Where people viewed black people with separate drinking fountains and shit. And now think about, like, well, they just need to have their own bathrooms. Think about how fucked up that sounded racially. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's genitals. Why are we so scared of the sex parts? Fucking, not f- fucking violence. Oh yeah, ultra violence all the time. Mm-hmm. Fucking, um, don't don't you fucking take away my AR fifteen? Because how am I gonna protect my kids from the uh, more sexually open members of society? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's all it's all convoluted. It's a big old mess out there. God bless you. Well, here's the point I'll make about here's the point I'll make about Chappelle. And this point's been made before in other uh, incident, other scenarios. A comedian, whatever the fuck a comedian is talking about, is different than a politician, or you know, I'm saying like a comedian's up there trying to entertain and get laughs. I whatever you agree or disagree with what he's saying, that's different than if Trump is you know persecuting trans and gays, you know, but. Again, then free speech should cover all. But people. Chappelle's not creating laws, you know. But this is where I always have a problem when it comes time to vote. When all of Hollywood's like, "You got to vote," I'm like, tell me for who? Don't yeah. tell me voting's important. Yeah. Exactly. I know that you know who you want to tell me to vote for. Yeah. Don't tell me just the principle. It's important, important to vote. It's not. It's, it's not if I'm voting for the wrong for person. Who you agree with <laughs> who I was going to probably vote for anyway. Yeah. But I don't. I don't like that somebody like. Oh, a fucking actor told me how to vote. Yeah. What? I don't give. Sh- I'll figure it out. But then, yeah, you're using your celebrity influence to urge people to take political action. Yeah. 
then how is making a joke, and I'm not saying this that I believe in it, but I'm just putting all the factors out there, then how is somebody making a joke about a subject not also influential? If a famous comedian makes a joke that's derogatory towards another group... Okay, I see that. That's still... And again, I've, you know... Celebrities don't ask to be influential. They just become that. They are that. And then, okay, well, do you have a new category of responsibility as a celebrity because people listen to you? Or you should be like, man, don't listen to me. Yeah. I would love. That's what I want. I'm a fucking actor. I pretend to be somebody else for a living. Mm -hmm. And I have an asshole amount of money because of that. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to act like I know what's better for regular people anymore. Yeah. I've been a millionaire since I was 17 because I played fucking ding dong two shoes. And that's my garage, you know, <laughs> and they're going to act like, you know what? You know what's good for middle America? They don't know any more than uber rich billionaire conservatives do. It's fucking rich people on both sides using influence for the rapidly disappearing middle class and lower. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Get me going on a thing here. I'm still more. Yeah. I still don't understand that. Like. That just the just the the, such a puritanical basis of this country is so fear, uh, so fearful of anything. Sexual or gender or just like if I could have all the guns in the world, but God forbid somebody's like, ah, I think I want to just put my dick in somebody like like a same sex that's cool with it. I think I want I'm going to be gay. Yeah, not like it's not a choice, but like fuck. Well, how do we? How do I explain to my kids? How do I? How can I make sense of my own mind if that's what we're allowing? Then not my problem. Then everything's crumbling. If I've got to allow just because you think you want to identify, I got to fucking figure. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Nobody's coming up to you and say fucking choose right now. Yeah. Choose out of a fucking get over yourself. Yeah. So yeah, if a if a local store owner. Uh, is uh, anti-trans, then uh, you can tell them to f- go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Go go pee go pee in whatever bathroom, and it's pee and poo. It's pee and poo. Who somebody else had a joke about gender ne- neutral bathrooms? How like thinking like oh it's gonna be better Not like like who cares gender neutral thinking like the guys will be scummy. It's like oh it's the women's bathroom. <laughs> they never sit down to pee and they just spray piss all over the place. They squat and piss all over the place. Like, Ugh. this is fucking disgusting. Or Joe DeRosa had a joke when we were in Amsterdam doing shows and it was gender neutral. He's like, oh, there's nothing I love more than the equality of opening the door for a young lady and that fog of shit smell coming out and being like, after you. <laughs> uh, anyway, I got going on that thing there. All right, right, buddy. Right. You know, we're, we're covering all the the hot topics. Mm. John Baker says, Kyle, yes, Kyle. What are your predictions for the college football season? I think <laughs> I, I think I, I'm pretty sure a four year school is going to go uh, go all the way. <laughs> oh man, that's funny, dude. I oof, I'm excited. What I what I mean what. 
Who should we bet on? UGA, baby. Bulldogs. Dogs? Your dogs? Dogs. They're, they've been knocking on the door oh, for a man. couple of what, years. I was, I was, what bar was I in last year when they – does it end in – that'll end in the beginning of the next year, right? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, the, all the bowl games are in December except for, like, the, the playoffs will be early – like late December, early January. I forgot January. where because they lost in the end, right? Yeah. They uh, well, mm-hmm. two years ago they made it to the national title game and lost in overtime of the national title game. Uh, last year they made it to the semifinals, the top four teams. They lost in the the semifinal round. But uh, dude, this is the year. I feel it. I feel it. I know I sound like such a cliche sports fan, but uh, oh man, I'm very excited. You can dude, be- do you understand? I, I know you can't really it's appreciate okay to be this. Excited. I know you can't really appreciate this, but maybe the listeners will. My two favorite sports teams: Atlanta Braves, Georgia Bulldogs football. Mm-hmm. There's a chance. There's a decent chance that both of them could win it all in the same year. What I'm what's just, gonna? I don't know how that will affect me, <laughs> but uh, it'll put me in a good mood. He's gotta go and have some happy cries. Yeah, go have some cheerful cries. The Braves somewhere. are amazing this year. They're first place in the NL East. Uh, just just dominate and just kicking ass. Uh, they're not the best team in baseball record wise, but they're in the top three or four. And uh, Bulldogs currently ranked number three. Um, so, yeah, there's a chance that the Braves can win the World Series and two or three months later the Bulldogs can win the national title. So, oh, boy. Those brave, brave Bulldogs. That would, that would make it make me very, very happy. So, Well, I've, I've then just for your sake, go dogs. <laughs> uh, Mike Maskey asked, did I pronounce that right, Maskey? Uh, Dave, what do you think uh, about Dio era Black Sabbath? I personally think Heaven and Hell is a masterpiece. I... Uh, I'm more of an Aussie guy, but I agree with you. I like Heaven and Hell as well in terms of Dio. Uh, Mob Rules is pretty solid. I like that one. But, yeah, I'm uh, first four Sabbath albums really tickle my, my metal bone. Um, you know, self-titled and uh, Paranoid. Really tickles your metal bone. Oh, man. Volume 4 and Masters of Reality. And, oh, boy. Tickle my metal bone. I love me some Sabbath. Yeah, I, I like Dio, but, uh, yeah, I'm not a Dio guy in terms uh, of Dio versus Ozzy. Yeah, I couldn't like a lot of Dio was like so like high. I'm like am I am I is this ironic or am I liking this right now? But then I heard some songs randomly cuz like mm-hmm. I don't listen to anything on purpose anymore. I have the XM radio mm-hmm. and I listen to like Hair Nation or Ozzy's Boneyard, so I just let that play. For most the most people are the opposite nowadays. They don't listen to anything by you know what I'm saying like oh most people listen Spider-Man. but but it's just because yeah these are like streaming channels uh-huh. like oh it's no commercials and I'm just gonna get a bunch but I of like butt that. rock all day. I like just that's why I used to love the radio I like yeah. just hit me with something I wasn't without commercial like yeah. I lo- I'm like because it came with like a trial I'm like I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm gonna get now I'm like this is the best mm-hmm. oh, I love it and, but unfortunately I've forsaken my actual music enjoyment for the easy mm-hmm. stuff but like Dio will come on sometimes once I'm like oh it's Oh, that's Dio Sabbath. I didn't know it well enough, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's not bad." Some because, like, man on the Silver Mountain. Like, God damn it, man! I can't not laugh at that song. Yeah, it's gonna man say it. On the it does sound like somebody doing is, a comedian doing an act out. Yeah, it's like you're making fun of metal at this point, man. Speaking of metal and big releases, uh, are you a Tool guy at all? Tool. Just- I know. I know the new Tool things. I was never. I've always been a tool guy. Just I like it. 
Yeah. It's, it's you know, now, people, it's easy to make fun of them. A lot, no, a lot just, of people shit on them for whatever reason, but... Again, I was never in the mood. It, like, it always just sounds like school shooter music. Like, I was never, like... <laughs> like, I was, like... I'm always listening to Ska or something. Like, ah, come on, guys, let's have fun. Yeah. To me, it sounds like uh, metal classical music. Like, the, like yeah, the arrangements and compositions. Prog, are, yeah. yeah the, but uh, the new one, boy. Something's always wrong. Things are always bad. If you like Tool, the new one does not disappoint. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's not a huge uh, stretch from what they've been doing. But I think just the fact that it's been 13 years since the last album. But just, try, just trying to avoid politics online, and all I've seen of just people talking about chicken sandwich and their tool album. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. That's all, it's a good. Make me think it's a better world out there. Yeah, yeah. And just turmoil, and it's all going to shit. N- Noah Nelson says, "Kyle, you ever notice you look like Everlast? No, but uh, you did. So thanks." <laughs> Oh, speaking so of that. The show's like, man, I thought you were Fred Durst. I was like, all right. If we remove the career from Fred Durst, I don't know how much of an insult that is. But- Do- Dodgers fans might get this reference. The Dodgers have a new player named Kyle Garlic. I think he even sent you a pick of uh, Wouldn't be a stretch to say that you, uh, at least when he has his hat on and you have your beard short. Yeah, you kind of look like Kyle Garlic of the Los Angeles Dodgers. At least once a week, I just get any bald or balding man mm-hmm. with a beard. Yeah, I get that. I get fat guy with a beard. You know, dark headed fat guy with it's a you, beard. Look at with, you! Look at you! Look at you! All right. I used to get that when Galifianakis first broke out with. Oh yeah. Ten years ago with uh, the Hangover. God, I got so people in Korea thought in Korea thought I was him. I didn't mind, and I never minded when people said, "Hey, you look like Zach Galifianakis," because that tells me you know who the fuck he is. But just yeah. you look like the Hangover guy. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's who I am. Oh, that somebody's still doing that for a Halloween costume. I bet you. Did I ever tell you the time? somebody's still doing the baby, like baby in yeah. the harness, and then somebody's going to do a sexy Harley Quinn. Oh. Do you know, like like Halloween costumes where you could just see somebody and you're like, I don't need to know you yeah. at all. <laughs> like that's like a, Halloween's a good like like indication of like, yeah, I don't need I don't need to know you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be in my life. Like I'm sure you're fine, but you're not. You don't. I'm, you seem. We're not going to get along. <laughs> uh, Garrett Booze, B O O S, like the cheesesteak. Booze. Garrett Booze asks, uh, I guess I'm pronouncing it right. Hey, guys, the wife and I are going to Nashville uh, the end of September. Plan on hitting up Husk based on Dave's recommendation. Very wise choice. Uh, anywhere anywhere else uh, you guys recommend? Food, comedy club, whatever. I love Nashville. Nashville's mm. a cool town. Do you know a lot of do – you, do you party when you go there? You got any spots you hit? Nashville <clears> – <throat> I was kind of keeping it low. I, I was sick when I was there last time, and I was playing Zany, so I kept it pretty low-key. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the names of the spots. I usually go out with my buddy Brandon Jazz, who uh, mm-hmm. is like, he does a lot of tour managing stuff, but he used mm-hmm. to run the High Watt yeah. and would set me up over at Basement East when I played there. It's just one of those cities, like, if you go out with somebody that's a local that takes you to where yeah. they drink, you'll be you'll yeah. be in good hands. It's a fun town. Uh, food-wise, Husk, you got to hit up Husk. Um, Arnold's Country Kitchen, or Country Cooking, I forgot which one it is. Uh, it's a classic uh, Meat and Three, which is kind of popular in Nashville. We've talked about Meat and Threes before. You get a you get one meat, three vegetables, it's like eight or nine bucks. It's fucking delicious. But Arnold's is great. Um, uh, where else do I eat there? Um Peg leg porker barbecue is pretty solid. Um, 
bars. Uh, oh, oh, Robert's Western World right there on uh, Broadway in the touristy uh, country music area. That place is kind of like uh, Times Square or Hollywood Boulevard. It, it can be a little obnoxious, but uh, Robert's Western World's cool. They're open from like 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. They're open almost 24 hours. Always live music. I, w- I, t- I think I told this story. I had a bus uh, uh, layover uh, in Nashville years ago where I got into town at like 8 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I had to kill like 10 hours. Friend, a fucking greyhound. But I had 10 hours to kill. I got uh, to Robert's Western World at 8 in the morning. There was like a 75-year-old dude playing Johnny Cash covers, just a one-man band type of thing. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there drinking Coors Lights, and they have the recession special. I don't. I think it's still five bucks, but for five bucks you get a tall boy PBR, a bag of chips, and a fried bologna sandwich for five bucks. The recession <laughs> special. So I sat there at like eight in the morning. Watched. <laughs> Were you in jail? <laughs> Outside of the beer, everything sounds like you might have just been in jail. You got to fry the bologna on the radiator. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love Roberts Western World. You can see great live country music. Uh, not not like you're not going to see anybody famous or anything, but just good like cover bands and stuff but good live music cheap beer uh i feel like i'm missing some arnold's husk peg leg porker man there's some other restaurant i'm missing uh, oh fucking hattie b's duh hattie b's nashville hot chicken uh that's a few hattie b's out in the world now right? yeah they're spreading around i like hattie b's more than a lot of people like um uh, Bolton's, that's a big one, and Prince's is kind of the original. I think Hattie Prince's, yeah. I think Hattie B's tops them all. But also check out Santa's Pub. Santa's Pub is a double wide trailer converted into a cash only uh, beer bar. I don't even think they sell liquors. Just you get like Miller Highlights for like a dollar seventy five, and they have live oh, band karaoke. You can sing karaoke with a live country band behind you, and it's literally a double wide trailer converted into a bar and. Uh, very cool. So, yeah, damn, I love Nashville. Uh, comedy, you know, Zanies is, is a fun time, depending on who's there. They got a good comedy scene there, too. So yeah. check out, uh, I don't know how you would look up, like, the local shows, but there's always some good, good local, like, underground basement shows and stuff going on. So, yeah, Nashville's a fun time. Hannah Bogart says, I'm about to embark on life living in the back of my truck and driving from the East Coast to the West Coast. What along the way are no-mess food stops, roadside attraction, cryptozoological sites, or genuinely stunning places to see? Dave, any advice on living out of my car for the first time? Um, Uh, Going East to West, I mean, that... You First take, of all, you're taking north, you're taking south, yeah. you're taking the ten straight across from uh, that go Jacksonville right down to Santa Monica. Yeah, I would I would take the ten. That that put you near New Orleans. That'll put you uh, uh, near you gotta, Austin. You, you got to drive through a lot of crap though. Yeah, a lot of a lot of blank space. Well, it's that it's going to be that way. Whether you take the ten, the twenty, the forty. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't stress enough the uh, Denver to L.A. Yeah, going through Utah mm-hmm. and take your time because you're going to cut through. Zion and Moab, and mm-hmm. then hit Vegas. Moab, hit Vegas, Lord. if you've never seen it. Yeah, Moab is so fucking pretty. That having Vegas and Denver as endpoints for a road trip, mm-hmm. it's a, that's a great drive. Yeah, that's yeah. a great drive to go see. Yeah, um, yeah. If you swing through New Orleans, there's great food there. Koshan is is one of my favorites. Uh, if you're anywhere near Los Cruces, New Mexico, uh, the world's best Mexican food. Uh, maybe not the world's, but the best in America, probably. 
Uh, get those green hatch chilies. Oh, boy. Yeah, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Get you some food. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Moab's hard to beat. Denver's hard to beat. I'd stay these off na- the 40. These national parks are there for a reason. Yeah. Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona is beautiful. There's a nice national park there. We missed the petrified national forest. We're driving through it to oh, get yeah. from Grand Canyon to that art mm. thing in New Mexico. Grand Canyon, I'll say it again. I've heard Bryce Canyon's amazing. I haven't seen it. If you're sleeping in your truck, uh, you want to do Walmarts and truck stops. Uh, Walmarts, most Walmarts don't mind people spending the night there in their no, cars. They, they want, they yeah. want people. Uh, they know you're going to go in and spend some money. Yeah. Well, well lit. Yep. Some patrol with the security, I think. Big chain truck stops like Pilot or Flying J, those are always safe for the most part. But yeah, don't do those as opposed to just uh, a rest stop or somewhere. Random. Those rest stops, uh, yeah, get weird. Mm-hmm. They do. But uh, yeah, plus, Wal- pe- plus people could just drive in and drive out. Mm-hmm. Without, you know, yeah. anybody notice Truck stops and Walmarts, it's going to be your best bet. But, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't promote road tripping enough. I, I mean, it. outside, remove it from the argument of, uh, you know, global warming and emissions and all that stuff. Yeah, I know that sucks. But yeah. see, the, see, uh, see the beauty of America before it's gone. Here's a fun question. Scott Burchett. Burchett. I'm drunk as hell. What's the drunkest you've ever been? And what was the, and it cuts off. Oh, consequences. What's the drunkest you've ever been? Have you been more drunk than that first episode of uh, Drunk History? Yeah. Because you were pretty drunk. Yeah. Oh, that, I was, I was. That's the one you drank a whole bottle of tequila? Yeah. I am. It's really funny. I get, I barfed. Twice, because I was I was drinking wine and then I mixed stuff with it. I barfed the night before we went on vacation. Yeah, you told me about that. And then I barfed like two nights after I got back. I was drink. I had a show. Two nights after I got back, I was drinking rosé. And then I was uh, was at the Lyric Hyperion and everybody was smoking a joint. And I was like, I'll smoke a joint with these young hip comics. It was with uh, Ahmed Weinberg. Uh-huh. You know Ahmed. Uh-huh. So I was hanging out with him. And they were smoking a joint. I'm like, yeah, we'll fucking roast this bone with you. And uh. God, uh, God, that's just Danny DeVito from always the roast this boom. <laughs> and I legit thought somebody drugged my drink. I smoked a joint and then got so high I thought somebody drugged me with something else because I was I hadn't been that oddly disconnected from my movement and reality. Huh. Like it was wild. Wow. Not like scared, but like Holy shit. And then I met up with Rachel, and she was out doing something. She's like, we're just going to do vacation for all whole of August. So we went to Tiki Tea to, like, threw a tiki drink on top of being high and full of rosé and just came home and, and barfed standing up. It's like, I didn't want to take a knee. I didn't want to admit defeat, but I was clearly just like, Bruh! that wasn't, wow. like, the most drunk I've ever been. But my body is more frequently... Uh, rejecting my choices, huh? See, I'm which going, I'm a little ashamed of. I'm going the other way. Yeah, where like I've developed such a tolerance. Like if I'm really cutting loose now, like I can go through like almost a whole bottle of whiskey and not even be hungover. Well, I don't know if like did I if if I'm uh, if, to make if I'm just a pussy now. Uh huh. That's which, probably that. that's fine. That's uh-huh. okay. That I. 
I shouldn't be drinking that much anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just because I'm mixing things. So yeah. that's the mistake I've made both times. The other time I was drinking wine and I was hanging, Joe DeRosa was at the show. He's like, oh, I'll do shots of tequila. So I was like, sipping tequila and drinking red wine. Like, yeah, you're going to barf. Yeah. Fucking idiot. But the most drunk, I don't know, man. I've been pretty, like, blackout drunk, mm-hmm. which is like funny stories. And then you look back, you're like, that's real scary shit, dude. Yeah. Falling downstairs, falling off shit. I don't have a single one that sticks out, but about five years ago, I was in Atlanta at Star Bar on a Monday night, and I had uh, I'd finished a tour. So it was like, been out for like three weeks, and then the next day, I was driving back cross country. Mm. It's back when I had the white van. I think I was living in it. And uh, just end of the tour, Star Bar Monday night, Rodney yeah. and the gang, and uh, just got so hammered. I remember... I bought a knife, a new knife on tour, mm. and I was with John Michael and Emily, <laughs> John Michael Bond and Emily, uh, his wife, and we're all outside, and I'm playing with my new knife, <laughs> my new knife, and they're like, hey, man, you might want to be careful with your new knife, yeah. being how drunk you are, and sure enough, just cut the shit out of my hand, like, should have went to the hospital, and Emily, like, doctored me up yeah. she went and got toilet paper and stuff but just and then and then staggered i parked in the star bar parking lot mm-hmm. staggered back to the van barfed all over myself uh, all in my beard uh, and just one. went to bed and woke yeah. up in the morning five hours later with barf in my beard and blood in my hand and my head just pounding uh, yeah and just drove to, i gotta go home and just drove 10 hours and i think i got a hotel yeah i was gonna say man you got i got a hotel there. like shreveport louisiana just so i could shower the uh the puke out of my beard i uh, back uh way back living in the burbs i remember the, like the the head mechanic at the gas station i worked at it was like having people over to his townhouse like a barbecue and i was getting like looking back like holy shit i would just get faded yeah. so hard around bosses like i didn't care who was around yeah and i was like sitting on like a three-step stoop like you know you know like somebody like you know it's a stoop but no railings there's only three steps Uh concrete but just went and it was like gravel on either side and i just like was so drunk didn't bar but went face first into the gravel just just motor function like just anything keeping Shut me up. down you know like that drunk thing like oh my head's a thousand pounds yeah and it's gonna guide my body yeah face first in his gravel and then this other kid who's like an apprentice mechanic he's like no nah, no nah, i got him and then i don't know if this happened in the same day but then i think we just went to the auto show i think we smoked opium and went to the auto show Wow. I know. I know. With I with this dude, day. I smoked opium and went to the auto show, and I also know I was partying with him at my boss. I, in my head, I think they were the same day. But I, man, I don't know. I used to party. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how to explain it, man. Oh man. <laughs> I got it was beautiful. I really got into some shit. I don't know, man. 
Uh, well, should we should we land this plane uh, or what? Well, I want to acknowledge Anthony Diorio says, if you guys ever heard of the Freedom of Information Act document known as the CIA Family Jewels, it talks about a lot of declassified activities the CIA participated in between 59 and 73. Um, okay, he's got a lot here, and it's very informative, and thank you, Anthony. I have absolutely – I just found this Reddit uh, Reddit thread about uh, FOIA, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, and all the declassified shit. And they're like, what's the weirdest stuff you found? Like just asking out in the world in declassified papers. And I just found a podcast on it called The Black Vault or Black Door Vault or something. And it's this guy that has just been amassing all these declassified documents and Jeez. going through them and finding stuff out. So I think we need to do some proper episodes okay. about that. So, Anthony, that sounds great. thank you for that question. Um, do we have any quick uh, ones? Sweet Jimmy T, I don't think I've ever heard you guys discuss your history with mopeds, scooters, or motorcycles. Just curious if you have any good stories or memories. Dave, you put on a great show in Portland last month. So stoked I got to see you. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, Dave, mopeds, scooters, and motorcycles? I used to ride dirt bikes yeah. uh, in my teen years. Uh, never rode a moped. Moped. M- moped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Scooters. Never never ridden a scooter. Mm-hmm. But uh, never ridden a motorcycle. I've ridden dirt bikes. Dirt bikes. I had yeah. a buddy who was really into dirt bikes. Wasn't the same I, thing? Clutch on the yeah. Clutch on the handlebar? Yeah. And shift with the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could ride a motorcycle. Yeah, I'm sure I could. But yeah. I just remember when I first started running how hard it was to steer. And not that, like, it was heavy or I wasn't – but just something about, like, I'm wanting it to go this way, but it won't go that way. Yeah, you don't realize, like, that you have to put – you have to accelerate into turns and yeah, stuff. Yeah, which just, that was the weirdest concept of, like, accelerating into turns and also kind of steering out. Like, you're turning left, but you're kind of steering right mm-hmm. when you, like – that that's how the physics of it work. Yeah. But I don't know. I, my buddy had a motorcycle. Like I rode around the block, and then I was in Korea doing shows, getting super drunk. Some guys like you ride motorcycles. I'm like you bet. And then the next day we were just riding up the coast. You bet. He's like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I kind of know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I had no idea, and I was on some janky fucking cheapo Chinese motorcycle wow. going up the coast, where it was felt awesome, but also terrifying. <laughs> and I want, I don't know if in this day and age I would allow it. I wasn't allowed to ride. My mom didn't know about that. I wasn't, yeah. We were forbidden with any motorcycle or anything because yeah. my mom got hurt yeah, yeah, on yeah. a motorcycle. I don't know if people know that story, but 21 years old, my mom fell off a motorcycle and broke her back, was in a wheelchair ever since. So it was like, nope, you yeah, guys aren't allowed. A- yeah, it was just a no-go. And even my dad, I remember my dad talking like, man, I'd love to have a motorcycle, but... Yeah. Just can't do it. You know. my, my dad had motorcycles when I was little, mm-hmm. but those, like all the other cool shit he had, and that went away once the kids came around. Yeah. Just saw a man who had a lot of memories of cool stuff. Yeah. It's <laughs> old Pat Canane. Oh. <laughs> Standing in the garage around the ghost all his 57 Chevys oh. and Harley Davidsons, looking at a Honda Civic. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well. Well, you got any more quick ones? Quick. Uh, nothing quick. Uh, I don't know. Best and worst hot dog brands. Not eating meat. Get yourself Vienna beef. Vienna beef hot dog. Big fan. Favorite style. Man, I'm not going to pick it. <clears throat> Finally had them Coney Island dogs. Those Coney dogs in uh, Detroit. 
They're delicious. Chicago style. Love them. Yeah. Any kind of hot dog. <clears throat> Japa dogs are weird, what? but I like them. Who? Canadian thing. That Japa I saw. dog? Yeah, so they do like Japanese shit all over a hot dog. Hmm. But a lot of it includes that like seaweed paper. I don't like seaweed paper. Yeah. But the other stuff of like weird mustards and things like that, yeah, go for it. It's a hot dog, man. It's just there to help. Not a hot dog, but a random food plug. Uh, just had Wendy's barbecue bacon cheeseburger the other day. Oh, boy. It's a good time. Good business? Good business. But you can get the single, double, or triple. I always go with the double. And uh, got uh, American cheese. Moderation. We just go with the double. <laughs> bacon, barbecue sauce, and they got the fried onions. And the real pickles. Or the, the like we were talking about before, yeah. the, the real style pickles, but the uh, the little onion strings, little onion string, onion ring thing. Oh boy, um, yeah, Wendy's, Wendy's barbecue bacon burger, big fan. Not that anybody asked. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, if we didn't get to your question this month, we'll try to get to, we'll we'll try to do some leftovers and do it next month. But uh, we appreciate the shit out of you guys, we really do. And uh, tell a friend. We're back on the job. And we're back. And uh, seriously, appreciate the patrons. It does not go unnoticed or unappreciated. So holler at your boys. We love you and we need you. Bless all y'all's families. The Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster.